This is episode number 48 with Kerry Setchell, employee to entrepreneur, how to go from an unfulfilling career or business and propel you forward to a life that you love. Welcome to the Herpreneur Wellness Show. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you some of the most cutting edge and coolest people on the planet to help you live a bigger, more fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business and an extraordinary life. Let's do it. Hi, I just want to give you a quick welcome to the show as I have a feeling that today I might have a few new listeners because this title has grabbed your attention because you are sitting in a job or you're in corporate and you're not happy where you are and you continually dream about this little business idea in the back of your head and probably never told anyone about it and you keep squashing it down or pushing it away because perhaps of the pressure of security, continual great pay, having a great brand behind you, or perhaps you've got children, a family to look after. You think it's irresponsible to take that leap. You are in the right place today if that is you, because today is about helping you go from unstuck in a job, a career, or perhaps even in a business that you aren't in love with anymore and how to make that pivot. Today we welcome Carrie Setchell, who is a business consultant, speaker, and is the best-selling author of the book, Base Jump. Besides having an accounting degree, gone through law school to practice law, and had an 18-year career in a big accounting firm over in the United States, after climbing her way to the top in the corporate world, she realised that she was not fulfilled, hence why she is so passionate about the subject now and has dedicated her work now to helping accomplished women and men in careers that they don't love, helping them do that all-important pivot in creating a business that they love and a life that is fulfilled. She is passionate about getting you unstuck and propelling you forward. Enjoy this interview. Ladies, today we're going to be talking about a subject that we haven't covered yet on the Herpreneur Wellness Show. And I think it's really important that we actually do because some of you might be finding yourself in a very unfulfilling world right now. Perhaps that you are stuck either in a corporate job, in a business you don't love, and it's not aligning really with where you're at now, with your values, with fulfillment, and perhaps you're wanting more clarity, more confidence, and really more freedom in your life to be able to truly have that business thrive in the way that you want it to, and to live the life that you want. Today, we have author Carrie Satchel, the author of Base Jump. Thank you, Annette. It's great to be here. Carrie, I want to just jump straight in. I've watched a couple little interviews on you. I would love everybody to know a little bit about Base Jump. What's Base Jump about? Why did you actually start writing this book and why do you think it was needed in the world? Yeah, absolutely. So Base Jump is about your thinking patterns and the thinking patterns that keep us stuck in places that aren't fulfilling, places we know aren't right, we feel it in our hearts, but we just can't move. And Base Jump is all about realigning your base, your beliefs, your assumptions, your securities, and your expectations to, instead of keeping you stuck, propel you forward to where you're meant to be, 
to create that business and the life that you love instead of staying in a place that's not fulfilling and not, not bringing your greatest value to the world. Mm. Now, you uh, were in corporate for 18 years. Is this where the book started from? <laughs> yes, yes. I was in big uh, consulting firms. And I started my career um, back when Arthur Anderson was still around and started there. And when it unraveled, I went to Deloitte, another international accounting firm. Mm. And from there, had a great career. I was a partner for seven years. I was able to travel all over the world. I lived in India for a couple of years. And for a while, it was amazing. But I realized as I became more experienced that my why earlier in my career was really achievement. It was getting to the next level, having the best job, doing really well. And that was fine. And I gained lots of experience. But it got to a point where there was something more. And I had to recreate my dream of what my life would be to Mm -hmm. go out and find that more and live it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting what you were saying about the achievement because uh, a lot of the listeners that do listen on a regular basis to this show uh, know about my change. And I stepped into entrepreneurship probably about 12 years ago now and for the last four years, I was really stuck in a what I call a very masculine model where I was just, it was all about achievement, being the, being the best, numbers, getting that seven figures in my business. It was, it was absolute chaos because I just had a child as well, just a baby boy. And here I am just thinking I could just pop him out and still just keep going along, still achieving. And I realized very quickly that I was building something that was all from a place of achievement, but then I started to lose the fulfillment in it. And it was a really big sign for me that things had to change and my health and my happiness was the most important thing. So how could I do it in a way that I could restructure my business, still serve my clients and serve out their contracts Uh, but be able to do that pivot, the pivot that you're actually talking about in the book, but from business to business instead of from corporation or from employee to business owner. So, um, yeah, I really love hearing you say about that fulfillment side of things. One of the biggest areas that people are stuck in why they can't do that pivot is it because they can't see where they're going next and they're scared? Is it because they're so stuck in the the routine of what they're doing now? What are some of the things you actually notice in that you come across with people too scared to actually take that jump? Yeah. And there, I talk about it in, um, in a sense of going from being owned to becoming the true owner of your work and your life. Mm-hmm. And when it, it's hard to hear, it's hard for anyone to hear, maybe I'm owned, but the reality is that in our world, we start this from a very young age, you know, expectations, goals, and we're told many times what success is. Mm-hmm. And to reframe that and go from being owned by all these concepts that were brought up to believe are right and wrong, successful or not, good or bad, 
And to reframe that to say, I'm going to define those for myself and to reframe some of the most fundamental beliefs we have so that you can become the owner and truly own your work and life and say, I am here to not leave anything on the table and I'm going to go out there and I am going to live this life to my fullest and not only in business and like you said, achieving results, but in what I believe I'm meant to be doing and also enjoying my life while I do it. it. That fuels the value and the success we have in business. A lot of times it doesn't seem like it does, especially for those of us who have been in that achievement trap. Mm. But when we're at our best, that's when we're actually able to create the greatest value for our clients and customers. Mm. I love what you're saying about the owned to owner. And uh, for you listening today, guys, we actually have some downloadable notes that's going to go with a free gift that Carrie actually has for you. And it actually is about that owned and owner. And I think shining a light on what you actually said about some of the concepts that we've been taught to, to think that are real. And I see these false metrics or these false concepts that we're being taught to believe about ourselves, which is terrible for our self-esteem if we start to believe it. And I'm continually telling clients that there's some concepts here that we are measuring our own success from, from Instagram, from Facebook, how many followers we have, how many likes we have. And they're out there doing great things in the world, but then they go onto their social media settings and they feel deflated because they haven't got the followings that they think they should have because these are the false metrics that we're being taught uh, our achievement, where really it's the achievement that you feel from actually fulfilling your client's needs and being out there and serving and doing what you actually love that fulfills you and brings you joy. Um, so I think there's these false metrics that are cross-pollinating from business to achievement in mindset on what we think is right. Um, so I think this is going from that owned to owner in so many different ways. So we'll make sure we've got that those downloadables today, guys. It's annettelackovich.com forward slash carry. That's C-A-R-R-I-E. That's C-A-R-R-I-E. We can grab all this information today. Gary, on your website, you actually have um, something that you call the life cycle, and you go through four different areas, and there's a graphic there that talks about the turning point, discovery, action, living the dream. Can you tell us more about that and walk us through what that means? Sure. So there are four journey points in life that we all go through. And there are journey points where we are really susceptible to being stuck. And like Annette, you said, they are a turning point, discovery, action, and living the dream. You know, you get to a turning point and you know that there's a change you need to make, but it's so hard sometimes to move forward. And maybe you're able to move forward to discover what that is, but then taking action can be incredibly difficult. And then if you take action, you get to the dream and that's awesome. It feels fantastic to be there. But the challenge is that dreams become life. We, we always hear people say, oh, ha yes. I'm living the dream and it's all tongue in chief. But the reality is that we are all living so many dreams that we one day imagined. Yes. And we all thought only if I could get there, be awesome. 
And now you're there and it doesn't seem like a dream anymore because it's life and you're ready for a new dream. But that can be so scary if your whole life has been constructed around the original dream. Everything that we're experiencing today is because we've once dreamt about it or created it somehow. And I love this concept where you're saying, once you're there, it might be that there's going to be a new turning point and there probably is. So we're not stuck doing the same things because that's when that boredom starts to get in, creep in, the uncomfortability. Tell me, you've worked with a lot of people. I know you do a lot of consulting now with helping people take the jump from employment to entrepreneurship. What is critical about making that jump, that transition successful? Yeah, making that transition successful, there's a couple things that are critically important. One is to recognize that you are starting a new dream. And this comes very challenging for people as they have gained more experience, more respect, more status, more prestige in their careers. Because a lot of times when you start your own business, you have to start again as, you know, a freshman, a a new, a newbie. And though you might have years of experience and that can be incredibly valuable in your business, there are points in time where you don't have a seat at the table immediately that you want to be at. Mm -hmm. Being able to honor where you are and take the steps to get to where you want to be in a sustainable, scalable, and profitable way is absolutely critical. And I see so many people, particularly more experienced professionals um, who make really big investments right off the bat in a business to to be at a place where the business where they want the business to be instead oh, of at a place so where yeah. the business needs to grow into so that's that is one of the big things and the other the other item is a little bit more I mean there's gosh there's so many pitfalls but the other one is a little bit sneakier and it's something that I think takes a lot of people by surprise because many of the people who move from the corporate world to entrepreneurship, the employed world entrepreneurship are highly successful, high achievers. And you think, well, I, I achieved in the corporate world as an employee, I, or, or as a partner in a big firm, I should certainly be able to do this on my own. And there's this, this piece that we're not aware of, which is this fact that we've been validated our entire careers mm-hmm. in our achievement. And when you go out on your own and you're now selling yourself and you need to validate yourself by yourself without a boss or a group of partners or a or big company brand behind a, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you need to validate yourself, it be, I mean, that's, that is a challenge for just about everybody. I don't know anybody who hasn't had a little twinge of that at first. And it's something that is, absolutely not insurmountable. It's more, I'm saying this so people are aware. It is something that will likely come up and you can get past it. There's all kinds of ways to get past it, but being aware of it and understanding what's going on. So you can say, okay, I need to deal with this, my worth, my value, because that's when you're able to then honor your worth and your value and bring it full force into the world. Mm. Oh, so many things you've touched on there. Um, 
a lot of women in corporate, because they're earning such big packages, the mm-hmm. financial side of it, I notice, is what keeps them strapped to their job when many of them do want to be able to leave and be able to have children and to be able to have some flexibility and have their business of their own. But the scariest thing for them is actually taking the jump from having a $120,000 to $200,000 salary income in Australia, that is, um, and then stepping into entrepreneurship and having to fend for themselves, be able to learn to sell for themselves. And like you say, not have the boss behind them, not have that steady paycheck, not have that big brand like Deloitte or um, we've got so many big brands over here in Australia where these women are stuck in these corporate jobs. And it's very scary to take that first leap because you don't have that backing. I actually found for myself, because I was training corporates, but I came from a training um, corporation, and I was selling myself, who was a part of this training organization, to go in to train their staff. And I think that probably was the easiest jump for me personally, because I was used to selling myself, even though I was attached to a brand, it was me that they were buying because they had to trust and value my training that I was delivering to their staff. So when I end up going out on my own, that was, I felt blessed in the way that I was used to selling myself prior taking the jump into entrepreneurship, where I know many others were not used to having that. Though we all do what what you're saying, which is we try to then create that around us. So I was trying to create, you know, the brand, like how do we have the brand? It was always about we, 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 we. How do I create big behind me where really you don't need that anyway, because it's it what oozes out of you. And what I actually teach, Carrie, is that that scary part, which is how do we get the entrepreneur to start making money so they can start getting that salary that they're used to, that cushioning. And you're exactly right with what you're saying as well with a lot of them think they do these big outlays of investment to match where they were in corporate and where they were in entrepreneurship. So I've had a client that invested $400,000 into buying a list of another company and mm. taking on their clients. So then when she made the jump, it was like she already had sort of the list there and the contacts there. However, she wasn't used to doing all the initiation work, which was picking up the phone, calling, introducing herself and booking them in and then transitioning them from that old company across to hers. And that's where that started to fall down because she didn't have that back in there of that skill set of, you know, cross-pollinating clients across to her business. Um, and another one as well, you know, spent so much money, so much money on a website, which breaks my heart hearing people spend $20,000 on a website yeah. when you can get a website for $1,500, $2,000 now and just putting all this money in to make her look like she is what she is on the outside anyway with her skill set, but this ridiculous website thinking that that's going to solve all her dreams. So it is really heartbreaking what I've witnessed and I think what you've also witnessed as well with how do you get that match from where you've been to where you are and it is organic. We we, we can't always just skip 
<laughs> over Ooh, and miss yeah. that that startup phase because the startup phase is what really I think like what you're saying with that life cycle that journey is those new discoveries and the new actions that we need to go through to make us a great business owner. Indeed. Indeed. It's honoring the journey and, and savoring it. There are so many new things to learn and being in a very uncomplicated business structure at first, when you're just starting out, I tell my clients, it's like planting a seed. You need to plant the seed with your absolute highest value. Plant that seed. And when you're serving your people and you're making this about the mission of what you're here to accomplish and the value you're meant to bring, that seed will be nurtured and you're gonna, it's like you're watering it, you're putting fertilizer on it, you're loving it, and that seed will organically sprout branches into the vision that you see your business being, but you've got to plant the seed and you've got to love that seed and honor it where it's at when it's a tiny little seedling, because that's how you really build a business that can scale and sustain and make great money. Hmm. You say that actually love creates the greatest power for business. Hmm. Can you explain more about this? Yeah. And it's so interesting because earlier in my career in, in the big consulting firms, I always felt like there were there was something missing, and I enjoyed what I did for many of the years. But as I became more experienced, I just I felt more and more like there was something greatly missing from what I was doing and from how I was doing business. And as I exited Deloitte and I started my own business, I recognized that what was really missing um, were real, true connection and authenticity and connection and love. I am a person who I, I want to love everybody. I want to see the good in everybody. I want to love everybody. And Me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, is, that makes you feel good. Yeah. And, and being in a very um, hard, charging, results-driven organization mm-hmm. where you're – and in the business, the big business world, negotiations, procurement departments, regulations, there's so many, so many areas where we could bring love into business. Actually, I think it'd be far more powerful, but it's just not where it is right now. And when I, I had an experience when I was in the last bit of time at Deloitte that really brought this home for me. And I believe, I truly believe that love is the absolute most powerful business tool we have. I was, I find, I had realized that love was so important to me and that I just couldn't live my life every day without just treating everybody with love and respect and compassion um, that I met. It didn't mean I needed to let people walk all over me, but I wasn't going to immediately put up walls and barriers. And I had a client situation that was a bit challenging. It was a huge contract, just a a difficult negotiation. And I was the most junior partner involved. And I was put in charge of a a very important relationship that was very strained. I said to myself, I'm going to do this the way I feel right doing it. I'm going to just, I'm going to treat this woman who um, is my counterpart in the company um, with love. I am going to love her and I am going to have a meaningful connection with her. 
And, you know, it's so interesting because she and I developed an amazing relationship and it helped both the company and the firm in the project we had together. But most interestingly now, she's a, she's a client in my new business. And that just, in, in you know, a couple years, we, I had gone by and I'd never heard from her. And then out of the blue, she connected with me and it's been such an awesome relationship. And I will tell anybody bringing love into the sales process, loving the person and helping them make the best decision for themselves Mm -hmm. and having absolute 100% integrity and truth. It is powerful. And I am sure there are sales that I could close that maybe I don't, but I wouldn't feel right about it. And when you, when you are completely driven by love and truth, in your business. And that is how you make your decisions of what is really the right answer for my client and for myself. It is so powerful and it makes you the powerful, highest, most best functioning version of yourself. And that's something that I I think we're going to see far more in business as we move forward. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. The more that women get into business, this is not a hate on men. Everyone knows I love men, love them. Mm -hmm. It's now that women are rising now and creating this change even through corporations. And there's a lot of businesses here in Australia which are putting love as like their highest value or really moving their team through this journey. And you're seeing these heartfelt businesses really come through. And I really love, (laughs) pardon the pun, what you're saying about sales because I always teach about um, how do we connect with that person's highest, highest, what, what is their highest need? You're always mm. looking at them as how can I help you? Not looking at them that you're trying to get the sale and they're, they're, they look like a dollar sign with a pair of legs because they'll feel the difference. And I think what happened with that lady, the um, example that you gave where you were thrown into that situation, there is a different energy. There is a different frequency that we put out. When we step into the room to meet somebody with the intention of love, not mm-hmm. fear. And I think that's the two different areas that we can focus on is I always say, am I coming from a place of love or a place of fear here? How can I lean into love more? And as soon as we focus on that love, energetically things change. And when you're in a negotiation and the customer can feel that you're truly there for their highest need, and you're more than happy, like you're saying, to let them go out of just pure honesty, just Mm -hmm. knowing it's not a fit right now, or it's not a right fit at all. I've turned more sales down, more clients down the last couple of years than I've actually brought on because now I am so clear in what I want, where the ones I've worked so hard for overcome the objections, really like wanted to get them into the sale because it was always about the, the, the hitting that number. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that were my hardest customers. They were the ones that were harder along the journey. So now it's always about how do we do this with ease? How do we really are there for them? 
feel the match, feel that you can truly help them and feel that they're the right client for you. Otherwise, be happy to let them go because they're going to find their way somewhere else. They're going to find that match. Um, And for me, I always, if that and I know this is not going into us, this shouldn't be a sales conversation, though we're going there. I always feel though, whenever I don't feel someone's a match from where I am right now with the coaching that I do, there's always someone that I know that comes to mind straight away that I think can help them better. Mm-hmm. And I'll always do that, that contact where I go, you know what, just for where we are right now, I feel like there's someone that's going to be a better match for you that's going to get the results that you want would you mind me doing an introduction? And the person's always so grateful. Speaking of love, speaking of um, you really helping people thrive in business and having a profitable business and aligning their lifestyle with that, can you actually share with the audience, Kerry, your gift with the, for them today? Yeah, absolutely. So my gift is a on-demand training, it's how to build a profitable business that matches your ideal lifestyle, your values, and your long-term vision. And uh, I know Annette has the link to that. It is on-demand, so you can watch it whenever it's convenient for you. I'd love to see you there. And it really goes into the own-to-owner concept in more detail. Also, some of the most critical belief shifts that you need to make as you go from being owned to being the owner of your business in your life. And then also how to get to that path of owning your own business, being the owner of your business. And how do you get there? Because there's so much information out there right now. We are inundated constantly with messages about this and that and the formula and the secret. And there's a clear path to do this in a way that is, again, like I said, scalable, sustainable, and profitable. And I share that along with some pitfalls that we don't want you to get stuck in along the way. Fantastic. So that's at AnnetteLakovich.com forward slash carry. That's C-A-R-R-I-E. That's C-A-R-R-I-E. If you're listening to iTunes, it's easy for you. You can just click the link and that takes you to the page that has all the links and we'll have the downloadable notes there. We'll have the link straight through to the training that that Carrie has mentioned. Carrie, I love to finish the show with this one question. And I feel like we're in the right vibration now talking about love. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I love to finish the show with this question, which is what's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis, being daily to weekly, that lifts up your level of vibration, that makes you the happiest person that you can be? What's one of those things that you do? Yeah, Annette, there, I, I'm going to totally break your rule and I'm going to give two things because I cannot <laughs> choose between them. So it's exercise and meditation. Mm, um, I'm with you I, I meditate twice a day. I used to think meditation was ridiculous. I couldn't imagine how that could possibly be productive. And it has improved my me, me and my value, my business value, my personal interactions, everything in my life um, in ways that I, I just can't even believe that I wasn't 
investing my time and energy and meditation before and then exercising. And I always tell people, I say, you know, some people can um, go to the gym three days a week and that works for them. I actually have to go every day or I totally lose motivation. So I work out every day unless there's just something some big reason, sickness or some sort of travel or something where I just absolutely can't Mm -hmm. do exercise and exercise and meditation. just, for me, um, they, they position me to be the best person, business person, um, and help me really have my heart open and ready to love and Mm -hmm. bring that high vibration energy and my greatest value. Mm. What What's your favorite style of exercise? What do you? What's the really the one that gets you going that you just can't wait to do? <laughs> oh man! You know the greatest thing is because I do it every day. I vary it, so yeah, I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of yoga, but I also do. Um, I my husband and I uh, three days a week do this um, real intense cardio weightlifting ab routine that can go on for. <laughs> on the weekend sometimes we do it for like an hour and a half and it's by the end of it it's just brutal you know you're just like oh my gosh I have nothing left but you know that's a great feeling and I work I love working out with him particularly with weightlifting and I told him this I, actually today I said I'm happy I work out with you on weightlifting because if I didn't I would I would always kind of just get just you know maybe to like 85 percent mm-hmm. and I would quit before I, I lifted to that failure place that when you lift weights, that's, that's where you really see the results. That's the strength right there. Yeah. That's the, uh, when do you get stronger? (laughs) It's not the first 10 reps. It's the 11th. (laughs) When it gets really hard. And so I was just commenting to him about that earlier today. And so I find that that helps a ton. And during this, I'm I'm in Ohio and it's winter now it's cold but in the summer, I love to run and swim, and we love to hike and be outdoors. So we vary it, and um, but is yoga so is good. a common thread, and there's always weightlifting and some cardio in there. Mm, yeah, you're my kind of girl. I mm. I love yoga. I haven't been able to do anything at the moment. I've been nearly on not bed rest, but I, I'm not even allowed to walk much at the moment. I've done a big doozy on my sacrum which is just creating all different types of problems so I can't even do my yoga I can't do my pole dancing can't do my weights (laughs) it's a lot of guts at the moment so So, believe me the meditation is at number one on my list at the moment (laughs) because it's one thing I can't do but I'm not allowed to cross my legs when I meditate Oh the, 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 the power that you feel from weight training, if there was one thing that women need to do is that weight because it increases our muscle tone. It increases our metabolism. It helps reduce osteoporosis. It's just the most incredible thing we can do for our body. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question. How long have you been married to your husband for? My husband and I have been married for um, almost 19 years. And I am just going to take a big jump here and just take a guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You exercising together would be so great for your partnership, for your marriage. Would that be right in saying? Oh, it's awesome. It is. It's fantastic. And we encourage each other. We push each other. Um, Yeah. And 
you know, like anybody who's been married for 19 years, there's been yeah. ups and downs and twists and turns and, um, you know, a baby in there, you know, lots of, of, you know, personal challenges, but these things that we do together and staying committed to help each other be the best that we can be. Um, it's, it's just a gift. I'm, mm. I feel really fortunate. Because I think that's one of the keys to a great relationship is being able to have that bond where you can do some type of activity together. Um, I've actually been with my partner, my husband, for 19 years. Um, we've oh. been married for 13, but we just celebrated our 19 years together uh, last month. So Congratulations. Thank you. And we love just being able to, to train together. I just find that it always continually brings us close. That's why I wanted to ask that question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you sound like my type of girl, Carrie. I wish I was over there and we could meet face to face and do a yoga class together and some weights together. I used to be a personal trainer so I could push you to your oh, wits end. <laughs> I have to come to Australia. <laughs> you do. Uh, thank you so much, Carrie. I know it's late over there. I know we're getting started in the morning over here. Um, thank you so much for your greatness and everything that you're doing and helping uh, you know, women and men take a leap from employment and being uncomfortable into entrepreneurship and really continually having those pivots. So thank you so much for writing that amazing book, Base Jump. And um, I do hope our paths cross once again. Thank you. It's been wonderful, Annette. You're listening to the Herpreneur Wellness Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.